welcome back, friends, to Swearing Mama's podcast. It's me, Lauren, and I'm with two lovely ladies. <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. So we've got, so we're going to do like rounds of questions. So I'll have them introduce themselves so you know who's talking. So first we have my mom back again. Hello, this is Lauren's mom, Edie. <laughs> okay, and then we have my grandma also back again. Hi, this is Wendy, and I'm Lauren's grandmother. Awesome. Okay, so <clears throat> I just dug questions up off the internet that was like questions you should ask your mom. <laughs> and you should you should be grateful for the ones that I skipped. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> There's a lot of questions about like things that are that you would make you blush. Um, oh, I don't like those kind. You're yeah, smart. I those. <laughs> I mean, you know your mother. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I'll ask the question and then we can each take turns. And if I have an answer, I'll answer. Some of them I won't because I'm not I haven't been a mom that long and I'm not old yet except for my gray hairs would disagree with that and my wrinkles i have wrinkles now you have no wrinkles i do i'll have to send you a picture of me smiling (laughs) those are laugh lines yeah and crow's feet okay so when you do these questions you'll direct them at us by name so we know which ones we're supposed to answer so we're all going to answer all of them and at the same time (laughs) yeah all at once and then yeah it'll be fun Now, I guess I'll do me first, then mom, then grandma. And when it comes to most of the, some of them are going to be about your life, but some of them are going to be about like your child or children or whatever. So mom, you can answer about like me, obviously. Okay. And mom, you can answer at least about mom, but also about me if you want to. Okay. If you have an answer up to you. Okay. So everybody should be really pumped. They're getting three generations of realness and amazingness today. (laughs) Definitely amazingness. Okay. Okay. First question. (laughs) We're starting off strong. Did I turn out the way you hoped? Did your child, your, your, your daughter, that was hard. That was weird to say. (laughs) uh, Turn out the way that you hoped. So for me, I mean... Oliver is still so young, um, but I would say, I don't know. I mean, in ways, he has been how I hoped, which is, like, affectionate and loving. Um, And in other ways, he's been different than what I hoped for. Like, he's a lot, he can obviously be more difficult than what I (laughs) would have chosen. But I do, like... The way that he is like it's not a disappointment at all right your turn <laughs> okay well I can honestly say I didn't have hopes for how my kids would turn out other than happy like that was my main goal the whole time I was raising my kids is to raise happy people um, but I would say that you turned out a lot stronger and 
independent than I expected. So I consider that a good thing. It's all those days up in the gym lifting weights. Not that kind of stronger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've never lifted weights. Actually, I did lift weights once with Dylan. What a family bonding experience. I got the bar. That was it. (laughs) Okay, I love that. Thank you. That was a touching answer. (laughs) What about my mom? What's yours? Well, I can answer um, the question toward both of you on this one. Um, I was, I just had hoped that you'd grow up to be um, kind, loving, and intelligent. And uh, she didn't are. want you to raise up to be a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so that covers both of you. Aww. She didn't raise Yay. any dummies. That's good. No dummies. No dummies. <laughs> Just I kidding. Just I kidding. <laughs> I got you. That's what happens when you're smarter than everyone. You want your kids to be smarter than everyone. <laughs> okay. Yes, I did just say I was smarter than everyone. <laughs> Full offense to our listeners. Uh. Um Let's see. Is there something you regret not doing? Uh, Like just in life, I guess. So for me, I don't really have any. I mean, like there are things I would have liked to have done, but I can't say I regret not doing them because it wasn't an option. Like I really, really wanted to take Oliver on uh, a trip, a big trip before he turned two. Um, like either to Europe or across the country because, you know, they fly free when they can sit on your lap still. And um, I also, like, thought even though it could be really hard flying with the baby, like, I always thought it would be nice for him to grow up used to traveling, you know? So I wish we could have done that, but I can't really say I regret not doing it because it um, wasn't an option because we were broke. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you, Mom? So I would have to say sort of the same type of thing. I regret not being able to be a stay-at-home mom, at least when you guys were little. But again, it wasn't an option. So I regret not having the ability to do that. But I also regret not doing as many day trips as I could have because we didn't have money to do a lot of things when you guys were little. And so I would spend time playing with you at the house and that kind of thing. And I, there's just so many things in driving distance in our area that we never explored. You got to do a lot of things with your grandparents, but I just wish we had seen more of the local history and day trip type of things in the area. Well, I just have to cut in and say that it's so funny you say that because yesterday we took Oliver to the water park in town and, um, I talked a little bit about on this podcast before how I wanted to go and I was excited to go and everything, but it is a little bit expensive to get in, um, just outside our price range, but Seth's job ended up giving us free passes this year. So we got to go and we took, uh, Oliver and when we were like walking up and you start to smell the smells of a water park and everything. And you do see all the kids and everything. I said to Seth, I got really excited. And I was like, you know, we used to do 
this things like this all the time when I was growing up and even into young adulthood and I really miss it. Oh good. I'm glad you remember the stuff we did. <laughs> yeah, so for what it's worth, I don't remember any lack of doing trips and doing fun things. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you, Mama? Um, I can't anything think of anything I regret right? not doing. Um, I tried to spend as much quality time with each of my kids as I possibly could. And um, my grandchildren as well. That's it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think that we had a lot of fun growing up with you as well. <laughs> Whenever I try and think of, like, to sum up what we would do at your house, I always think about us painting and, like, didn't we glue grapes onto your kitchen? Wait, wall? I couldn't hear the question. What was it? Fake grapes. Didn't we glue those on your wall? Oh, we painted those on there. Well, stenciled them. I don't know. I thought we glued. I thought we glued some. We might too. have. Maybe I did. <laughs> you probably did. I remember did. the paint, but I definitely <laughs> But I definitely remember painting them, and uh, it's so fun. I don't know why, but when I think of all the fun things we did growing up, for some reason, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I hadn't thought of that in quite a while. It's definitely carried into my adult life because I'm big about writing on my walls in Sharpie and painting on my walls <laughs> and doing all kinds of fun things in the house, so I guess I really enjoyed that. Well, that's good. I'm happy about that. <laughs> Okay. I cannot answer this one, but for mom and my mom, what would you want me to do differently as a mom than what you did? Well, I would definitely want you to be more relaxed, not as uptight as I was, stressed out or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> it wouldn't be more relevant until Oliver's a lot older, but I would want you to once he gets in like the middle school, preteen, teenage years, I would want you to be stricter than I was and to just put the hammer down when you need to. <laughs> because yeah, I I'm not no, I don't like conflict and so I didn't realize till hindsight that there were things not as much with you, but as a mother I was to say that's right. As a mother in general, um you know, you need to make sure you lay the law down to your kids, even when they're older, and try to stick with what your basic rules and um, guidelines or whatever for the household are and stick with them. You're the mom. You, you should okay. lay the law down and make them abide by it. <laughs> okay. Okay. My mom? Um. I can't think of anything that Edie could have done differently because um, she's been a good mom from minute one. And um, <laughs> I have to say the same for you. Aw, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. Favorite question, and you can't lie. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, if we were the same age, would you be my friend? Oh, you're not going to answer that about Oliver? Uh, Oliver and I would definitely be, we would be bandmates. <laughs> True, whether you were his age or he was your age. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, I think so because you are a genuinely good person and you have a good heart. And so there's times I would really get on your nerves and then we would be frenemies. But I think we would end up being really good, close friends. Not that we would get along 100% of the time, but we would still remain good friends. Okay. Why is that funny? Haha. <laughs> Not that we'd get along all the time. <laughs> well, we wouldn't. Sometimes, you know, we don't believe all the same things and we don't like all the same things. But when it gets yeah. down to what really matters, I think that we do. And that's what's important in a friendship. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like I would have been your loud friend. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, there's no room in my life for more loud friends. Just kidding. <laughs> If we were teenagers, I would have been the one like, hey, she likes you. She thinks you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, my mom? Um, if Edie and I were the same age, I would definitely want her for a friend because um, she's not one of those people that um, is a fake friend. You know, like yeah. your friend to your face or uh, but not to your back, you know. And um, she tries to be helpful and back people up in, in whatever crisis or happiness they're experiencing. And as for you, we would definitely have to be really good friends because we like almost everything exactly the same. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we would be the funniest trio of friends. Uh-huh, like, I think so too. <laughs> there's mom being like sweet and shy and everything. And mm -hmm. then there's me being loud and crazy. And then I feel like you would be the one, you would be the muscle. Like, <laughs> if anybody stepped to us, you would be like, <laughs> you would be ready to throw down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Let's see. In what ways am I like you and in what ways am I different? So for my child, so far, <laughs> um, obviously he's musical and obviously he uh, likes to, when he's at home with us and everything, you know, he likes to be affectionate and, you know, loves to be have words of encouragement and things like that. So those are all ways that he is like me uh ways that he's not like me is that I think maybe I'm wrong because he's young and I don't know myself at that age but he does seem a bit more shy than I am um and like he maybe second guesses himself a bit more than I do like for so long he could walk but he just seemed too afraid to do it um so things like that are a little bit less like me. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. My turn? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's see. I think the ways you're like me is you like to go on adventures and do fun things and do things that will create memories more so than just someplace where you go spend a bunch of money on some extravagant trip. Um, you're also kind hearted and I like to think I am and we're both very sensitive 
and sometimes that's good and sometimes it makes it hard. <laughs> um, and I think in the ways that we're different is that you are very musically talented, obviously, and I can't carry a tune at all, even though I do like to sing. I don't like anybody to hear me sing. Um, and uh, you are more of like a free spirit, I guess is what you would say. And I can get pretty uptight. I'm more of a like type A personality. So in that way, I think we're almost opposites, but <laughs> that's also not a bad thing. <laughs> we're just, yeah, that's it's not my, bad, um, just different. <laughs> it's me being like my aunt. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. I like it. Uh, okay. Um, as far as Edie and I being the same, um, we're both pretty, uh, non-judgmental about people's personal lives, etc. Um, and we try to be friends and give everybody at least a second or third chance if they kind of muff up in our eyes. Um, and as far as us being different, that's a really tough one. Um, I think she's probably nicer and probably more intelligent. Wrong. <laughs> she's not agreeing, yeah. but I do think that. And as far as you, um, you and I are alike in that we both love music. We can both sing. We both love the outdoors and children. And children um, seem to respond to that well for both of us. And different. You are more outgoing and friendly than I am. That's it. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh, we forgot that you're a lot cuter than both of us. Oh, that's <laughs> Oh, whatever. We all look the same. <laughs> we do sort of. True, true. Cool. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Ooh, is there anything you've always wanted to tell me? Well, there's some things I've always wanted to tell all. Be quiet and go to sleep is not. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them are rude. No, um, I've always wanted to tell Oliver that if he would just hold on a second. Like he just doesn't, he just is like, I wish he could understand things. It's like, if you'd stop flailing around and screaming when I'm like, for example, cleaning you up at the end of dinner, you'd get out of the high chair. <laughs> Sorry, the booster seat. He's a big boy. You know, things of that nature. But anyway, you know, he's young. Your turn. <laughs> um, I tell you pretty much everything I think, but the only thing I can think of is, kind of like circles back around to the question, just that uh, I've always meant to tell you and never actually articulated was that there is nothing that you can't tell me. You can tell me anything if you're having problems and I'm never going to judge you. So if you ever need somebody to listen to you and you need to vent or you have a problem that there aren't any boundaries with that. You can tell me anything and I'll face it with an open mind and I'll be there to listen. Aw, thanks. 
Um, as far as I go, with Edie, I've always wanted to tell her that she can tell me or ask me anything, and I will give her the truth. As far as with you, I wanted to tell you that magic and monsters are both real. You just have to know where to find it. Yay! <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Now to flip it on the other direction, is there anything you regret not asking your parents? Ooh, go ahead. Let's hear uh, it. But I might not answer now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything I regret not asking you. Because I think, uh, I think I know it all. Unless you, uh, unless you were ever really good at math. And then I'm not asking you about that. But, uh, no, I don't think there's anything I've ever not asked you at this time. What about you? Well, if you change your mind, you know where to find me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter now, but I sort of regret not asking more details about my father's family at a younger age, so I could have gotten to know some of them uh, a little better when I was younger. Uh, at this point in my life, it's not really as important. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I can't really think of anything. I should have asked a long time ago if some of my siblings were adopted. But <laughs> <laughs> nope, no chance. <laughs> nope, that's all I got. Okay. Okay, and... That's a good question for me because um, I wish I had asked my parents um, about their more about their childhoods and um, being young adults, you know, just growing up yeah. because I know very little about my mother's. And um, as far as my father, I know virtually nothing about his childhood or the time that he spent in the Navy when he was young and things like that. Yeah, I wish we could all go back and ask Graham all those things, like, and just hear more stories from her, because she had the greatest stories. <laughs> she had lots of stories. We didn't really have she to did. ask her a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, kind of wish I had, like, just written a whole book of her life or something, you know? Right, right. We should have written it all down. I wanted to. Okay, um... What is the best thing that I can do for you right now? Are you going to start with Oliver? What's well, the best thing Oliver can do for you right now? Potty train, um, yeah. let her sleep, rest, sleep well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop hitting me, bro, and then maybe be in the potty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That one's harder for you because he's too little for you to really give a more serious answer to that one. Um, really the only thing you can do for me right now, obviously, is to be a good mother to Oliver and to not forget to be good to yourself at the same time. And I just want you to be a happy mom and yeah. to come see me every time you get a chance. <laughs> That's okay. what you can do for me. <laughs> okay. My answer, my answer to that, um, 
for Edie is, I don't know anything she doesn't do for me already. Um, uh, It would be nice if she could spend more personal time with me, you know, just like watching a movie or something like that. But her every minute almost is already uh, taken up with her busy, busy life, and there's nothing she can do about that. Um, But for you, um, let's see. The best thing you could do would just be to continue to keep in touch and take lots and lots of pictures. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, we need to get your video chat figured out. Right. I wish you, like, had like a computer and we could call each other and watch Netflix together. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be like watching a movie together. Yeah. Be girl time. Right. Some of my friends and I used to do things like that when we were like young and in college and stuff. <laughs> yep, okay. that would be fun. What's let's see. Growing up, what did you think that you wanted to do for a living? Okay, my answer uh, mom, you're going to have to like correct me here, but I think it was uh, actress, seamstress, philosopher. Was that correct? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's yours? I think actually it, it might have been, I don't think it was seamstress. I think it was artist. But obviously that changed. But when you were little, that is what you said one time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. An actress, an artist, and a, and a philosopher, all three. Philosopher. And <laughs> what, look at me here. I'm a philosopher on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, see? You've oh, done all God. those things. I've done everything that I wanted to do. It's so hard. Like, where do you go? The only way to go from the top is down. It's really just scary. <laughs> no, you can stay at the top. Okay, what did you want to do? <laughs> so when I was growing up I wanted to be an actress uh well when I was real little tiny little I said I wanted to be a clown with the red squeaky nose so I had to throw that in there or my mother would have because my family will never let me forget that (laughs) I don't know how little I was amazing because I was a clown I know right and you did act and you were an actress yes Ah. yes and when I got a little older, I didn't care. I just wanted to do something that was outdoors. I just always said, no matter what, I didn't want to end up working in an office. Oh. Where I have been for 30 years now. <laughs> That's so depressing. Sometimes we do not know, you know, what is best for us. So I did not want that, but I love my job. So I've been very fortunate. Oh my God, but you could be an acting outdoors clown. I could be outdoors acting as a clown. Um, I, you know what? I'm sure that you've told me that before, but I don't remember this clown thing. And you're the only person I've ever known besides me who like wanted to be a clown. <laughs> well, you know, Amazing. once I retire, that could be my post-retirement job. <laughs> oh my God. Just my wheels are turning so much right now. I can't even say, I'm not even going to say anything. Okay, cool. <laughs> Mom, please tell me you wanted to be a clown. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, actually, I don't remember ever hoping to be a clown, but um, <laughs> I wanted to either be an English teacher, a singer, or a psychologist. Maybe all oh three. Oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, those are all the things that I've thought of doing. <laughs> you guys, this is so funny. I, I told you we think so much alike. <laughs> Yeah, I just like kind of wanted to be like an English teacher, uh, clown, uh, psychologist, actress, singer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh my god! So what, like, kind of like what grade level? What grade would I prefer to teach? Yeah. Um, probably third. Aww. Yeah. Okay. She wants to get them before they get there, 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 and there wrong. It's too late once they hit middle school. Just kidding. Yeah. Ooh. See, I wanted to teach, like, seventh grade because I hate joy, apparently. <laughs> but, no, okay, cool. Well, what about, you could still be an English teacher. Have you ever thought about it? No. <laughs> not, at this, not at this late date in my life. <laughs> So you totally could. <laughs> I think some of my teachers were like 103 when I was in elementary school. <laughs> You're a young spring chicken. Oh, goodness. Okay. But you have done some singing and acting, right? Yeah, a little. And teaching. Oh, yeah, and teaching a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh. When you were um doing, what was it? The art stuff, right? Um. Yeah, at... Uh... Federalsburg Elementary School. Aw, cool. This has been my favorite question yet. You've had a <laughs> lot of questions. You're full of questions. Well, that is what we do here. That and swear, but I didn't want to swear with you two here. <laughs> well, you know. It happens. Okay. Yeah, it does. It sure does. My favorite is when you swear. I don't think I've ever heard my mom. Say a curse word. Mm. Mom, have you ever said a curse word? Uh, yeah. Yes, many times. Shut up, baby. <laughs> Can you say one now? <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> okay, just kidding. But yes, I've had my day. That's true. Love it. Okay. Uh, what was it like the day you became a mom? Well, mm. I was drugged. I was on drugs. Um... No, okay, so for me, it was, it had just turned into New Year's Day when I got to the hospital, it was just midnight, and uh, I had been drinking a hot chocolate from Starbucks to try and get the baby to kick more, because he just hadn't been kicking quite as much, <laughs> and um, he was kicking, like, just enough, but not a lot, so I was go, and then I had been, like, leaking fluid, so I was, like, a little bit concerned. Very irritated because it's 2018. Jeez, I forget my years. It was 2018 now, and there goes my tax refund. <laughs> and just annoyed because I was fat and tired and sleeping in a mattress on the floor and mad. We did end up getting a bed. But, like, you know, at that time, I was just, like, mad and tired and fat. And, <laughs> um, and also, like concerned and nervous you know so I didn't know how that's all gonna go and then um the 
labor was long and I shook, my body shook the entire time. Uh, from as soon as I like started to go into labor, I was shaking for like all those hours until 8.33 p.m. So from like midnight till 8 p.m. And then uh, when he came out, I was, I've already gone into the full details on my episode about the birth. But uh, after all that, when I actually got to enjoy the baby, it was wonderful. Like, it was just so crazy to see him. And, like, I couldn't have been prepared for what he was going to look like. But he didn't look like what I thought, you know. (laughs) And, um... It was just so excited to see him, like, oh, this is my little baby. And I don't know. I mean, in a way, it felt different. But in a way, it felt like a moment that I had just been expecting for a long time. Like, even before I was ever pregnant, like, you know, people say, like, you don't know love until you have a kid or whatever. But, like, I always had that love. I just didn't have anyone to give it to. I I always knew I would love my kid that way. So, yeah, it was, uh, and I couldn't even sleep <laughs> despite shaking and being up all the, that time. I like couldn't even sleep afterward because I was so excited. Oh, so I was just delirious, drugged, and happy. <laughs> <laughs> what's your answer? Well, so you were nine days early, and I had just been to the doctor the day before. So when I woke up and I was awake for a couple hours before I realized I was actually in labor. I talked to my mother on the phone and she was the one that was like, yeah, you sound like you're in labor. But every time I called the doctors, they would say, no, you're not. You were just checked out yesterday. It's just like pre-labor. You're fine. So the the labor pains just got closer together all day. They never went away. And your dad had gotten up and gone to work. I was there by myself all day. And he finally came home at like two o'clock and I bothered the doctors again. And they said, well, you can come on to the hospital and get checked out. But I wouldn't bother bringing a bag. They were really rude about it. So he took his time taking a shower and going through the drive through to get some food because nobody really thought I was in labor except for me and my mother. And I wasn't convinced either. I didn't know. So we finally got there and they checked me out and said, oh, you're going to have a baby tonight. So (laughs) it was after 7 p.m. when you were born. So As far as the day goes, there wasn't a lot of the day left, but of course, just like everybody says, it was a magical moment and I felt like we bonded instantly. Um, I felt great and I always heard these stories about you getting these fantastic meals afterwards, but because they had just finished dinner, all they offered me was a tuna sandwich, but I had a tuna sandwich and some Oreos sitting up in bed while I was waiting for them to bring you back to me. And... Then I was feeling really, where did I go? They just go, <laughs> they whisked the baby away for a couple minutes, or at least they used to. And yeah. They, check, they were counting your toes and stuff, I guess, but they, uh, they found out I had six on one. And back then, like you had a delivery room. It wasn't the same as your room then. So then they would bring you to your room. That's how they got all this. That's how all this babies got. Right, right. So you might've been swapped. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> So, I mean, that was it. I was really, really happy, and we had a short evening, and then we went to sleep. Oh, Yeah. It was great. Wonderful. Um, what about you, lady? 
Well, since this is geared toward 80, I won't answer for my firstborn, but um, the day Edie was born, there was a big, heavy snow outside, um, but somehow uh, they, Janice and my mother got me to the hospital in time, but not in time for me to get anything for pain or anything. So um, when they handed her to me a few minutes later, she was so beautiful, I could hardly believe she was mine. And um, I was very excited and very happy. So that was a good day. Do you guys feel like for your for your first, the first time you have a kid, of course, it's different. I mean, I don't know because I only have one. But I would imagine it's different in that you have all the emotions of, like, loving your baby. But you also have, like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, was it different or like, did you have the same feelings each time? You had I think I was actually more excited the second time because I knew what to look forward to. And, um, oh, yeah. when Amber was born, um, I didn't really get any time to spend with her the day she was born because there were, um, some pretty rough, um, complications during her birth. Uh, I didn't really get to be conscious enough to eat, to hold her myself or anything for two days. So that was weird. It was, uh, it was kind of a tough few days, but then none of that happened with Edie. So it was a totally different experience. And I got to have all those warm, tingly feelings and, everything the just right after she was born well neato (laughs) um okay what was your first year of motherhood like uh mine was really hard and really stressful and exhausting (laughs) um but also really good and very like transformative um It was the first time in many, many years where I felt like I had a say in where my life was going. Like, I think that I had been dealing with, like, workplace stress to such a high degree for so long that, like, being out of the workplace, uh, it was the first time that I felt like I could actually walk away from situations. Like, you know, I didn't feel like, oh, my whole life is terrible every time something stressed me out because I felt like well I can leave this situation or like you know if they're like whenever opportunities came up for me to do something that made me scared it felt like well if it doesn't work out I just won't do it again versus like I think when I was working all the time it felt like you know I was so like I had to have this job I had to have the money to pay the bills blah blah blah. versus now I realized like I had that understanding that like we'll always be able to make things right. work. Um, and you kind of like, you always like for me, I'm a responsible person. So I always knew I would make everything work out, but it's hard to actually truly believe that until I think you've done the impossible, you know? Yes. So that, and also just like, I mean, there's something really um, unique about like carrying a, a baby in your body and then you 
have the baby and then you know with me like breastfeeding everything it's really like the surface <laughs> and um, it really makes you appreciate your body in a different way and also um kind of makes it feel to me more like i don't know if you guys seen the quote or if this is too like hippie-ish or whatever but it's something like uh you're not having a spiritual experience. You're a spirit having a human experience. Wow. Um, Deep. Yeah, I love that. I'm probably not saying the quote exactly correct. But, yeah, something like that. Anyway, it, that really made sense to me after having a child. So that's my first year of motherhood. What about y'all? <gasps> oh, sorry, Eddie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so... I have to say my first year of motherhood was one of the best years of my life. Everything was just so easy. My baby was easy. You slept through the night. Uh, I could take you. I could take you anywhere. You weren't a problem. You would just quietly sit there in your little car seat or whatever. And even as a toddler, you would just sit at my feet. I could take you to like, Tupperware parties. I could take you to church. I could take you anywhere. And I did. I took you everywhere to the point that my mom would tease me and say, it's not a little baby doll because I was always dressing you up and taking you (laughs) everywhere. We didn't stay home. If we had somewhere to go, we went. Um, So it was just great. It was a wonderful bonding experience, but uh, I probably kept you to myself almost too much that first year. I didn't want to let anybody, even your own father, have you and take you away from me, except for when I went to work. So uh, lucky for your grandmother, I did have to go to work. So she got to bond with you during that time. Otherwise, if I was a stay-at-home mom, probably nobody would have ever seen you for the first year. But uh, it was just great. It was wonderful. (laughs) It was probably a little too easy and wonderful because I was obviously expecting everything to go the same way when I had my second child and pregnancy and first year with them. And that would be a whole separate podcast, but it was just different. It was different the second (laughs) time, but anyway, the first year was wonderful. Okay. And when Edie was born for the first three months, she cried about anything and everything. <laughs> All lies. <laughs> um, she did cry a lot. And then um, after that, um, the first three months, she's been a perfect angel ever since. Oh, well, I had the opposite. See, I was a perfect angel and now I cry about everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> No, I, do, I, I have uh, gotten a lot better about that since having a kid. I just yeah. have recently kind of thought about that. I used to be a lot more, um, um, I don't know the words, but yeah, now I have a little more control over my emotions. That's nice. Yes, uh, having, having a kid changes you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. I have to agree and, with know, that. And you have to, like, pass along to them the skills to manage their emotions and a sense of calm when they need it. So it kind of helps you be like, all right, lady, get your shit together. Yeah, you're thinking when they have one of those meltdowns, you're thinking, wow, is that how I look when I'm mad? 
And it is. I've had meltdowns right back at him a couple of times. We've both just been sitting on the floor going, eh. oh. <laughs> But, you know, that was more like first year of motherhood moments. Yeah. Uh, okay. Last question, everyone. Okay. Oh, okay. This is not a happy question to end on. This is really dark. But I do think it's a good question to ask um, because we all never know what tomorrow brings so what would you want your funeral to be like so for me I really I mean obviously people will cry because I'm amazing and like <laughs> they'll be like oh my god we missed she was so beautiful and wonderful um we will build no, you a statue <laughs> but no I I really wanted to just to be I really wanted to be a happy uh experience as much as possible like i don't want any sad music like i really want like kesha and carly ray jepson and miley cyrus playing um <laughs> and like you know sparkles and flowers and people to like laugh a lot and have a nice time and i don't i really don't want people to pay a lot of money for anything at all when i die like i don't want people to pay a lot of money for a uh, casket or anything like that um or like even if the flowers cost a lot of money like go pick some out of your garden or something like you know what I mean like that's really important right. to me that nobody goes into debt over it or anything like that um but yeah I just and I want people to be kind to one another and um do something good uh so yeah that's me. And maybe something in nature, too. Like, maybe we could all, like, sit under a tree. I say we, because I'll be there haunting everyone. <laughs> I'm sure you would. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, I don't know. What about you? Um, I think I, I hear a lot of people saying that lately, and I feel the same way about things not being sad and being upbeat, even though, of course, people are going to be sad, mostly probably for themselves at missing the person who's gone. And yeah. there's no way around that part, but, um, I have all of my wishes in writing actually already. So that's helpful, but I don't want a, an actual funeral. I just want a memorial service with a portrait or a picture rather photograph and upbeat music. I've already made a list of the songs I like and yeah, just a one-time thing. I don't want the three different services. It's just too hard on the family. It's good for people who can't make it to the one, but just maybe something like three or four weeks out. So people have time to plan to be there. If And it's for them, not for me, because if it were for me, I wouldn't need anything at all. I don't need that once I'm gone. But yeah, but yeah just a, a get together for the people that are left. A happy That's get nice. together. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, no expenses and all. But like I said, I've got it all in writing so that other people don't have to make the tough choices when the time comes. That's nice. Yeah, and I do have life insurance to cover it, so don't get any big ideas knocking me off or anything. (laughs) 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 Just kidding. (laughs) Or else you'll haunt us too. (laughs) No, I won't haunt anybody, I promise. Okay, well, I will, so. 
So if you, if you keep thinking you're seeing me and you're not, I'm not going to come haunt you. (laughs) She's like, look, I've got a good spot saved. I've been a good woman. So I'm going to be up there. Right. I'm out. Once I'm gone, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What about you, mom? Um, I really don't want any services at all. Um, you know, no funeral, no actual memorial service or anything like that. Um, if my children and grandchildren can get together, and it's really funny, Edie, Edie and you both said about the music because that was exactly what I had in mind too, just together and talk and play some happy music. Um, that's all I want, and no pressure on those who are far away or financially stressed, you know, to get together, but just whomever can. And that's all I want. All right. Cool. Well, I think it's nice to talk about those things. Cause like you said, mom, like it takes the pressure off of people who have to make the decision. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to, to say those things in advance. Oh, and I want a karaoke machine at mine. You want what? <laughs> you want what? Karaoke machine. What'd she say? A karaoke machine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And a unicorn. No, okay. Um, <laughs> if there's no unicorn, I will haunt everybody. <laughs> All right. I know where to get one. <sighs> a unicorn? Yes. Um, why have you been hiding? Well, I believe you were with me, weren't you, when I... Yes, you were working at the fairy festival when we saw the unicorn. Oh, yeah. I've got pictures. That is true. That is true. Um, Side note, like, The Last Unicorn, what a great film. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long, I don't really remember. I haven't yeah, seen it, it at all. OMG. You're going to have to come back to my house and watch it with me. I think they had it at, like, Walmart for five dollars a couple years ago and i've never bought a movie so fast but yeah it's like kind of serious but um everybody go watch the last unicorn that's the uh episode title no i'm kidding i'm not gonna title this episode the last unicorn or will i i don't know (laughs) anyway um any final words anyone wants to say Mm, nope how about you edie I don't think I have any words left. (laughs) (laughs) She used every word she knows. (laughs) Perpendicular. Oh, nice. It's always nice to work your SAT words in. Juxtapose. (laughs) We could do an episode on just our SAT words that we like. That would be good. That would be really good. Um. This would be the only episode that gets listened to by, like, teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, it's been real, ladies. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Always. Always. Three generations of greatness. And (laughs) I will be getting back to you with a list of questions for you. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. Ooh, I like it. I like that. All right. All right, friends. Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.